What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TTP Ravens Media, bringing Ravens content every single day. If you want to stay up to the Ravens content, make sure to subscribe button down below and turn the notification bell on it if you want to get notified every single time I upload a brand new video. Now, the Ravens versus Washington football team preseason game is at 6 p.m. tomorrow, which is Saturday, which means Joshua and I will be live streaming one hour before the game at 5 p.m. up until the game starts, and then we will stream after the game and analyze any questions you have, analyze any players, roster spots, all that stuff, and we're going to have a lot of fun, you know, after the game ends. Hopefully it ends in a victory, but we shall see. Uh, so make sure to come back then, you know, if you want to get our analysis and ask any questions that you have. That's the perfect time to do it. We always have a lot of fun doing it, but uh, that's it for the intro. I'm going to save the trivia for this video to be at the end of the video. Um, and in today's video, I want to give my thoughts on all the players that are vying for that backup free safety role behind the Joker, Deshaun Elliott. Now, keep in mind, these opinions may change based on tomorrow's game, you know, whether or not somebody plays really well, somebody plays pretty poorly, they can shift. So this is not my end-all, be-all final rankings of these players. It is just a, here's where I'm standing right now before we go into the final game. This is really going to be the final game to analyze. These are the three guys to watch, in my opinion. Um, maybe wide receiver is a position to, to really watch for, but I think the safety spot is definitely the spot to watch if you are looking at one position group for this final preseason game, it's that safety spot with these guys. So, um, you know, after the trade of Sean Wade, I think it's really pointing to the direction of the Ravens keeping two players, you know, as that backup free safety spot or just backup safety in general, not saying that they can't be um, a backup to Chuck Clark, but I expect Anthony Levine to have that job because of his role on special teams and how, vital he is to that special teams group but you know the players that i'm going to be talking about brandon stevens are darius washington and gino stone so which two are going to be able to make the final roster let's talk about it now before i give my thoughts i want to hear what you guys think you know if you have you know opinions who's going to make the team who's not let me know and i would love to hear why you think that but first player i want to go off of go off on is Brandon Stevens, you know, I, I really think that he's a, a almost a lock to make the team. And why I say that is because he's a third round pick. And I highly doubt that the Ravens would, would ever risk cutting him and not allowing him to get off waivers. They didn't even do that with Sean Wade. They forced, they, they traded Sean Wade because they knew that he wouldn't be able to clear waivers. Brandon Stevens wouldn't clear waivers. Okay. Uh, there's a chance that, you know, the other guys might clear waivers is definitely a higher chance, but as a third round pick, you're not going to be able to clear waivers if you're cut. And unless the Ravens looked at it, like they looked at Sean Wade and they traded him, that would be the only way that I would see him not making the team that, or, you know, se severe injury or something like that. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Knock on wood, but you know, overall Brandon Stevens at that spot, I don't expect him to be traded. I, I really just expect him to make the team. And so that, that's kind of all the analysis I really needed to do on him just because he's been playing well. He's a third round pick there's no reason why he wouldn't make the team. But now let's talk about the other two. This is this is where the analysis really comes in. And the first player, uh, I'm going to start with our Darius. And he's an undrafted free agent. As we all know, Ravens love their undrafted free agents. You know, he's kind of a projected fifth round pick, early day three, potentially even a fourth round pick. But at his height at 5'8", people were a little bit scared. And obviously, they weren't able to draft him. But the Ravens picked him up instantly off the, the draft where he was one of the... He, 
I believe I saw some reports saying he was the best undrafted player or the player that was most snubbed from the draft, you could say. And the Ravens looked at him and they were like, you know what? We need this guy. And they offered him $100,000 as an undrafted free agent, which is a pretty big offer for undrafted players uh, to come over to the Ravens. And he did. And when I first watched him, if you didn't know, I put out a video actually the day that all the undrafted players were out and I, I scouted all of them, every single one of them, Nate McCrary, Ardarius Washington, all of the guys. So, you know, it's one of the most viewed videos on this channel ever. It might be the most viewed. So if you're interested in that, to see my like initial thoughts on him, the first guy that I thought of when I was watching him was Tyron Matthew. That That's really the, the guy that I thought of. I know a lot of people had said like Bob Sanders and stuff. I like Bob Sanders. I don't know. I didn't see it as much. I really saw the Tyron Matthew, just the way that he, he plays so much bigger than five, eight. Um, he goes out there and he hits hard. He he's after he's around the ball as much as possible. And he just, and he just plays big. He plays like a Raven. And now all of a sudden, you look at what the Ravens are doing with him, what they've done with him in preseason, and what they need. I mean, it's Tyron Matthew, okay? They needed a guy that can both be a nickel and a safety. And they've been playing our Darius Washington in the nickel spot, you know, kind of as that backup to Tavon Young. That is why when Sean Wade initially was traded, I was like, that helps our Darius Washington. Because now all of a sudden there really isn't much competition at that backup nickel spot because uh, technically Marlon could step in and play in the slot. He's an elite slot cornerback as well as an elite outside cornerback. He's one of the most versatile players in the NFL. I still love him more on the outside, which is why Darius Washington has that ability. He's played well out of the slot, you know, out of the nickel spot in the preseason so far we'll see what he's able to continue to do but he's also played well at the free safety spot so you know he has that versatility he goes out there and he can do both and that's what Tyron Matthew does he plays in the nickel he plays in safety and that's what he's done his entire career and I think that that's something that we can really look at and say like hey maybe this guy can be like that now is he going to be as good as Tyron Matthew I I don't know if he you know maximizes his potential maybe yeah he could but Tyron Matthew was an absolute monster in college. So he came in and was like fully ready, fully expected to do everything. But they they doubted Ardarius Washington because of his size. And he plays similar to Tyron Matthew. And I think the Ravens really like that. And I think that he could absolutely make the team because of his versatility. Because with the Ravens, we all know injuries happen in the secondary. And depth at the secondary spot is second to none. I mean, that's what you need. Too many times the Ravens have just been destroyed by injuries. And now having a guy that's versatile can play corner um, in the slot and can play outside, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, not outside, over the top at the free safety spot, very important. But now let's talk about Geno Stone. Geno Stone, seventh round pick by the Ravens last year, kind of a ball hawk out of Iowa. I'm I'm a big fan of Geno Stone. I really like all of these players, which is very difficult to make a decision. But in, in terms of Geno Stone, he was kind of a forgotten player uh, on this team until that first preseason game against the Saints where he had two interceptions. And all of a sudden, the mentality shifted on Geno Stone. And no longer was it like, oh, Geno Stone. He's just there as like a you know guy to have. And all of a sudden, it became, wow, two picks. That guy could really do well. He's got a knack for getting around the ball catching the ball, doing all that types of things. However, I think his interceptions were a little bit overrated by the Ravens community. Now, I want to give him props. He made the plays and, and such. However, neither of them were him being like, oh, wow, like that was a great play by Geno Stone. Neither of them were really like that. Now, he still made the play. You know, can't take that away from him. 
but the first interception was a terrible overthrow by Taysom Hill that ended up basically in the belly of Geno Stone. He made the play. And then the other was actually a Chris Westry um, SWAT knockdown on a deep pass uh, to a Saints wide receiver. I can't remember who the quarterback was. It might have been Jameis. I think it was Jameis, but he swatted it away and Geno Stone kind of slid in and made the interception. So they weren't ham like jumping around or doing anything like that. They weren't like Ed Reed. Oh, he baited him into throwing it. Nothing like that. He still made the play. Ravens still need players to make plays like that. But, you know, unless we were able to see something where if he goes out there on this weekend and he goes out there and he baits a quarterback into a good throw, that's when it's like, that's the play. That's the play that we really need for the Ravens. But, you know, he hasn't really shown that yet. Now, he absolutely could. I'm not taking away his chances. But the Ravens do need guys that can get interceptions. That's something that they've needed in recent years. Marlon doesn't get a lot of picks, okay? Not to fault Marlon. Marcus get Marcus makes up for Marlon, but like our safeties, Chuck and Deshaun, they don't make a lot of interceptions. Now Deshaun could absolutely step up his game in that department. He was, he was a bit of a ball hawk at a university of Texas, but we shall see. Now I think Geno Stone can absolutely make the team. However, if I was, if I was building the roster right now, I would have Brandon Stevenson or Darius Washington. But like I said, they're not set in stone. You know, this, this weekend's game will really allow me to finalize my predictions and, and rankings for roster spots in that 53 man depth chart, which we will give Joshua and I will give next week. But, you know, let me know down in the comment section down below what you guys think. Who's the player um, that's going to be the odd man out? If you only think one of them is going to make it, let me know. If you think all three are going to make it, let me know. But let me know why, if you think all three are going to make it, I'd be very curious to see what you think. But, you know, in terms of uh, today's trivia, I want to ask, what is the most interceptions a single Raven has ever had in a single season? Now, it's probably pretty obvious why I asked that if you don't know who the player is, but if, you know, Ravens trivia. And you get bonus points if you get the year as well. But thank you, everybody, for watching. Subscribe for any of the Ravens content. Make sure to come back tomorrow for the live stream. It should be a lot of fun, and I will see all of you again then.